It's important for little boys to see other little boys' penises. Yo, 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 what's up everybody? Welcome to NAR Talk, Season 3, Episode 11. We in the building, we down here at Bloom Bloom Studios. Yeah. With me as always is Lori. I'm going to see if that lines up later Yeah, on. it will. And Tripper Tripper, <laughs> the Dick Dripper. We oh, whoa! <laughs> whoa! We were just having a conversation about all gender bathrooms and, <laughs> and penises in public, and yeah, girls peeing in urinals. Girls peeing in urinals. Man, what you know about that? Your girls don't pee in urinals. You know what I miss? From. I really miss the trough. What is a trough? Oh man, yeah, you never experienced a trough. So my elementary school. That I went to had sporting the events sometimes, and then Ew. yeah, like what? the Lad Memorial Stadium, the big football stadium in Mobile, had the trough, and it's like a uh, literally a trough. Yeah, it's like a feeding trough for horses, and it just a has a slow trickle of water, yeah. constantly, and, you just and pee in it. yeah, they just yeah. line it and up. So you just line up, so <laughs> it, you know you can fit like ten people there to go pee at the same time. So it's a, it's a really you're not uh, facing each other though. It's a really efficient no. It's like shoulder it's like to shoulder. against a wall. Yeah, yeah. You're not lined up 360 degrees. <laughs> it's not I was like, like a ima- circle trough. <laughs> I was imagining <laughs> We're like hey, fucker in the <laughs> middle of the room. Yeah, and you guys are just like so the, the elementary streams. school that I went to. You could go to like one end of the trough. Yeah, and so we go there and see how far like down the trough you could yes. pee. Which was pretty fun. pretty fun. God tricks, man. That's brutal. Y'all had a trough in school. Here's the important thing about having a trough in your little boy's bathroom. You get to see penises growing up. Uh-huh. And it's important for little boys to see other little boys' penises. Why? So it takes away the mystery of it all. When you realize like, oh, all our penises look just about the same. <laughs> and like, then you grow up. We get... <laughs> Sure, I guess. What I'm saying is like... <laughs> This weird, like, I don't know, this, like, yeah, takes yeah. the, I get it. I mean, I the freakiness out of it. It's like, right. yeah, we all have little penises. This is great. Yeah. Little little boy penises right now. And y'all can party together. Yeah. I remember seeing my first penis when I was, like, six. Was it at a trough? It was in the woods. <laughs> kind of like a trough. Yeah. It was like, there was, like, a puddle. And one of my friends just whipped it out so he could pee in the puddle while we were all playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I probably saw my brothers before that, like, early, you know, in life, but uh, but that was like a boy's penis. Yeah. Like Some, a real boy. Like a real boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it didn't, fl- uh, you yeah, know, whatever. It was what, just like what, a- blo- what blows my mind is when I go to the gym and you got to go in the locker room to pee, you yeah. know, them dudes, there's some dudes that go to the gym and it's always like old dudes just don't give they, a they don't fuck. Care. Just don't give a fuck. 
just strutting around. Yeah. Buck ass. Will even hold be holding a towel like yeah. in their hand. But just not like, around their waist. No, no. Just in their hand, dick just flapping in a breeze. Yeah. Like, just don't care. No, you don't. What what is there to care about? I, I mean, I, I, I aspire to, to be care. an old guy in a gym bathroom, locker room one day. That's just like, you know, one foot up on the stool. <laughs> it's like, I got to let it air it out. I don't want to get gingivitis in there or whatever happens. It does. Just using, putting your ass in the hand dryer. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, man, that's nice. <laughs> but yeah, there's guys like, you know, they'll, they'll walk like from the shower to their locker. Yeah. Just butt naked. Yeah. just. And I would like, I think it's interesting to think about the first day that, that they did that. Because they've been going to the gym their entire lives. Mm-hmm. But then one day they were like, yeah, fuck this. I ain't wearing a Well, they, they probably, my theory is they probably played organized sports. That like, I didn't do that. Yeah. So, like, I think that, that dudes that played sports and did that whole deal. They just didn't think about it. They're just, use, it's just, that's, that's, that's what, what you, you do. do. You fucking do whatever it is you do. You get sweaty. You go take a shower. You fucking walk back. You know what I mean? Whatever. Well, me and my best friend when we were probably at like the most awkward age ever we worked out at the uh at the ymca and we were probably like 14 years old or something like that and the ymca we we had to shower for whatever reason like we were going to something later and we had to shower and it's just like shower holes on a wall (laughs) and so we kind of have that awkward moment of like washing and then you just like look down you're like Okay. Like <laughs> I did it. I looked. Yeah, it's like <clears throat> saw my friend's penis. He also has one. <laughs> I've confirmed. You know. When I was in high school, we had to shower after gym every day. And we had it was it was like a fucking car wash or it was like a maze that you just had to walk through. And I th- I want to say it was like U shaped. And there was just shower heads on either side, and everyone just walked through. And then you got, and it, and in the middle of it somewhere, there was a window. <laughs> and that window was the coaches were in that was like the coach room, and they handed out towels at the end of the mix. Oh, okay. Right. So, you know, <laughs> but it was at dick level, <laughs> the window was. So I, and it was, they knew your ass, I think, because at, you know, at one point in my gym career, I decided to put my ass directly on the window and like go, look at my ass coach, like fuck you guys. Yeah. And they were like, Manning, Manning. Like, yeah, knew my ass. Yeah. So I was like, man, ain't this about a bitch. And the towels always smelled like tortilla chips. I don't know what they sterilized them with. It was yeah. very strange. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Yep. Well. Well, I support it. <laughs> I think we need to bust out some, some more weenies. More weenies. So all this conversation came about because we were talking about Tripper's uh, band debut. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing a few less weenies in that uh, (laughs) respect. So for those of you who weren't around for Halloween, Tripper's band played at the Fuzzy Cactus here in Richmond. The Yugo Girls played at the Fuzzy Cactus. And I didn't see it because I had this weird costume that didn't let me see anything. But the lead singer's weenie fell out about halfway through the show. And he tried to put it back into a cage or whatever, and uh, a cage, <laughs> and it didn't work. And you know, and about two thirds of the people left. I think. 
because we just kept playing and i don't know like who in the band saw it maybe everyone else in the band saw it except for me yeah they were just like yeah yeah it's like one dick was just one dick too much for that crowd (laughs) oh man sometimes a dick falls over we're very tolerant punk rock kids but no dicks no dicks we're out of here (laughs) i mean i would have got bummed out if i was in the crowd and the guy's weenie fell out but i mean it's kind of comical too yeah i think i would have thought it was funny yeah I definitely would have thought it was funny. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I like, like if I was standing up front, I might move to the back. Well, yeah. <laughs> you don't want it to touch you accidentally. Well, I don't want some like weenie sweat. It might get you. you. Know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a little close, which is funny because the dick was just as far from you before, uh-huh. but now uh-huh. all of a sudden it's visible dick. But you know about it. Now you know it's there. Yeah. That's you can weird. see it. Yep. Makes see, it weird. think about that next time. Next, next time, time you're, you're standing, standing next, next to a stuff. dude, <laughs> you're real close to his dick. <laughs> you're separated by two pairs of pants. And your dick's touching. Yeah. Man. Oof. Something to think about, guys. Yeah. All right. So, this week on Nartok. Dicks. <laughs> got dicks. Um, uh, your computer's doing a thing. Oh, it's fine. All right. Bet. Well, do we have some questions? Because I know that we had some listeners. No, we don't have listeners. We got some new shirts. Oh, yeah. So They're hot to death. We did just put up some new long sleeve black shirts for the wintertime mm. on our website, engineandframe.com. Or you can find them at our parts website, engineandframeparts.com. Um, they're on pre-sale. Pre-sale price is 25 bucks. Get them while they're on pre-sale. And I guess they won't be on pre-sale once we get them printed, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which will be in the next two weeks. Um, so yeah, go grab you one. Um, you can choose to pick it up at the shop for free shipping. Otherwise, shipping's like five or six bucks. All right, here we go. Have you ridden any of the new soft tails and what's your take on them? Trip up. We both have. We both rode Derek's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I rode that too. Yeah. Well... Uh, but now let me preface this with okay this is his is a heritage right it's like it's not one of the sportier ones okay yeah it's not mm-hmm. one of the like because the dyna the dyna one is the same fucking frame but okay anyway what what did i think about it i mean yeah, what did you think about it it was a really smooth ride they are extremely smooth uh Very strong. i had my wife on the back of it with me and uh and it had so much power it was like driving a car like as far as taking off like it just took off uh i you know i i maybe drove it like two three miles down the road and turned around so i i haven't taken taken one on a trip yeah but uh it was really really smooth though they are really smooth it's weird it's like it's like I, the when I before I rode one, someone described it as riding, like riding a jet bike, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of feels like that. It makes sure. me also think like, is this how people are riding motorcycles? Yeah, and not getting like thrown around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, have you seen the new the new Indian? So Indians putting out this new bike called the Challenger, and I think it's going to really. Uh, it's gonna, challenge a challenge Harley Davidson. yeah it's gonna really give harley a run for their money and and they're kind of like 
I think it's going to be their like performance bagger almost thing. But I was, oh, okay. I was watching a video of it this morning and it has some fucking the traction control in it mm-hmm. like works in leans, which I don't know if Harley's does that or not. I haven't looked into it, but yeah, it's got all this, these crazy traction control features so that the bike. I don't bike, understand traction control on a two wheel vehicle. Well, because it, it takes into account what angle the bike is at. So you're, you're in a curve, right? And mm-hmm. that's usually when you're, when you've got the bike leaned over is when you have more of a chance of kicking that yeah. rear wheel out. You know what I mean? So while you're leaning it or losing it, if you got a fucking slam on the brake or something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it takes all that into account. So it's like, if you try, if you're leaning a curve and you fucking want to pound it to pull out, it's not going to let that rear wheel kick out from under you and vice versa. If you slam on the brakes, the anti-lock brakes, because I guess that in in their little commercial, they're saying that most systems function as if the bike is still just straight up and down. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So this one takes that lean angle into account too. That's crazy. If you're into that sort of thing, my one of my old professors worked on the team that figured out how to make piezoelectric gyroscopes that are like the size of a computer chip, which that thing probably uses something like that. Oh, crazy. Like he used to work at Bell Labs. Is they that, that out. that's to figure out. Bosch the made the thing. It's just, just the gyroscope. Like it, you know, it tells you like where if you are in three dimensional space. Yeah. Right. Cool. Fun. But yeah, I don't know. I would like to ride. I, I would ride it again. I would ride. I do want to ride one of those Indians though. Now that I've seen them. Mm-hmm. Apparently the big joke I think is that you can't put T bars on it. <laughs> so everyone's like, I'm going to stick with my Harley. <laughs> but I don't know if that's true or not. Um, Why would you ever not be able to do something on a motorcycle? Yeah. Because someone hasn't come out with it yet. I don't know. I don't, who knows? I don't know how their bars Something's are in the way or something. Yeah. Like there was those, there's like a certain year dinas that you have to like the triple trees are funny and you, it, you have to do something with them to put T bars on them. I don't remember what it is. I don't fucking know. Whatever. Yeah. Choppers, man. Yeah. Uh, how do you tighten the nut on the engine pulley torque wrench or impact? Also Loctite. Yeah. Red <laughs> Loctite. Absolutely. And you can do, you can use an impact, but you, or a torque wrench, you just have to, uh, if you use a torque wrench, you got to put something in there to log it down so that the sprocket doesn't turn while you're torquing it. Um, but yeah, as red Loctite, if you use an impact, just, you know, the only reason I wouldn't recommend an impact is because you don't know how fucking tight it is. That's the whole point of a torque wrench. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't imagine that your tor- that your impact wrench is going to be so powerful that you're just going to rip the fucking sprocket shaft out of the motor. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. But, you know, it's hard to gauge with the impact how tight is the motherfucker. Yeah. So you go and buzz it on, that bitch is constantly spinning. It could come off if, if you didn't, you know, put it on tight enough, and then you got all kinds of issues. So I'm pretty sure I buzzed mine back on, and I was terrified of doing that. Yeah. It's, a little, it's like, a little spooky. I was like, is this enough? Yeah. And yeah. you were like, no more. And I was like, I mean, like this. Yeah. <laughs> is yeah. that enough? Is that enough? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. 
How many tinks? Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I mean, you know, the real, the right way to do it is use a fucking torque wrench. Yeah. Especially, you know, I don't know. It depends on what engine we're talking about, but I'm pretty sure that it's like a hundred foot pounds of torque or so on, on those. That's a significant amount of torque. It's a big it ass is. nut that's constantly spinning. Yeah. You know, inside your primary, you don't want it to come off. Nope. So yeah, red Loctite. Yeah, <laughs> about a about a three four second buzz with the impact. <laughs> now get you a torque wrench and and really the locking the the locking tools that they sell is probably it's just a super thick piece of flat stock that's been trimmed down on the ends to fit in between the clutch and the and the the sprocket mm-hmm. on the front. So and you just wedge that motherfucker in there and crank down on it. Could you just use like a two by four? Yeah. You just don't want the motherfucker to spin. Right. I mean, you can, if you got a chain primary, you can just wedge something in between the chain and the, the sprocket, but a lot of guys have belts. So yeah. if you got a belt, it's a little bit trickier. Just get your friend to hold it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just hold this. Like. <laughs> yeah. um, That's a good question. Yeah. You just don't want it to spin while you're doing it. <clears throat> that's, that's the other nice thing about the impact is, yeah. It'll tighten that fucker up and not turn it. Uh, the smallest battery on the market, I would have to say it's probably the anti-gravity, uh, the small case. I think I have it. Batteries. In my motorcycle. The yeah. Shirai's are a little bit bigger. Wait, do I have a Shirai? You have a Shirai. I think we got a Shirai for you. Oh, okay. I've been, I've been doing Shirai's unless I absolutely have to use the anti-gravity. Anti-gravities have, uh, they don't particularly like, um, you know, Bikes that have been re- not stock wiring. You gotta you gotta update the the charging system with them. I think the Shirai's are a little more forgiving. Oh, do with that like special regulator that won't yeah overcurrent or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean that's part of it, but just in general, like just- there's some like if you go to Anti Gravity's website and you try to look up a, a battery for a '70s Ironhead, they don't even list one. Mm-hmm. So. Because you know it's going by stock stuff, so you've got to you got to update all that shit in order to run them. And this and it, and and I I don't have any fucking. This is just my own brain. Like I don't have any real proof that the Shirai's are more forgiving, other than the fact that you can use a regular battery tender on them. You do not have to use a lithium charger. Or the anti-gravities, you have to use a lithium charger. Oh. So in my head, I'm like, those are a little more forgiving for some reason. I wonder if they've got a little circuit in there then that kind of handles all that stuff. Maybe. There's a lot of other batteries, like uh, like RC batteries, they, like at the end of their cable, they have a little circuit that, you know, it senses whenever the battery's full and it'll stop it. Like it'll stop it from charging. It's like its own little regulator. Yeah. And I wonder if they have something like that in those Shirai's and anti-gravity's <laughs> just like, here's a battery dipshit. Yeah. Maybe don't blow it up again. Yeah. Now the, the Shirai that we have in our bikes are super small because they're kick only. Mm-hmm. And that is that battery's small, but if you run an electric start you, and you need a small battery, you kind of have to go anti-gravity because the Shirai's, are almost they're not i mean they're not as big as the oem batteries but they're not so small that it makes 
it like it gives you saves you a lot of space you know so here's what i don't understand i think um for for my bike cold cranking amps is like 330 amps mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh and the anti-gravity battery that that they say to use only has like 180 or something like that but they say this thing could cold crank a v8 mm-hmm. uh no correct correct no (laughs) so like if it doesn't have the right amount of amps yeah or the right amount of current like my you know super binary engineer brain says like that doesn't work yeah but they sell them like they're like they're gonna work well i wouldn't i don't trust it either yeah you want i mean cold cranking amps is that initial start and y'all y'all know what that is but you want that to be high because that's all of the draw. Yeah. And I don't know if it's like off jump. It's just going to drain that battery real fast, but then it's going to charge real fast because it's small. Well, they drain, they, so lithiums, lithiums drain a lot faster. They don't have as, I guess, amp hours. Right. Their amp hours, or amp, amp, amp hours are lower. Mm-hmm. So like, if you if your bike doesn't start and you're sitting there cr- and that's why they get hot and they fucking blow up because it puts too much load on them. Yeah. So if you sit there and crank for too long, and that's the other thing with lithium batteries, they just die. Yeah. Like your phone or your laptop or anything else that has a lithium battery, it's like everything's good and then that fucker just drops off. Where like with a conventional battery, you kind of get to that point where you're like, this bitch needs to get charged because the motherfucker's struggling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where like a lithium will crank and crank. And it'll kind of start to slow down, and then that bitch will just drop off, and you get nothing. Yeah. And uh, they they don't like the cold as much as conventional batteries, and but they do last longer sitting on a shelf. So there's lots of like. Yeah, and to answer your question, I don't know if they charge if they like have an initial drop, but then charge faster or. Or how they say that they bring them back. I mean, just watching it, like when you're watching, mm-hmm. when you start a bike, like it'll dip and then come right back the fuck up if the charging system's working. But that's the voltage. Though. I'm talking about the sure, like the sure, amp hours. Sure. Yeah, the amp hours is different. Yeah, right? I don't know. I don't know how that works. If it's like, oh yeah, this only has 180 <clears throat> cold cranking hours mm-hmm. or cold cranking amps, but it'll like secretly discharge twice that or something. I, you know, yeah. I don't know what the deal is. We'll have to look it up. That also doesn't make sense, what I just said. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I always get, I always go with the one with the more cold grain. Yeah, that's. The one that makes sense. Let me put it that that's way. That's usually it's like, what I try to sell right, people if on. If the yeah. stock battery had this many, we need at least that many. If we can get away with a little bit more and it'll still fit. And awesome. I mean, that's for a starter, you know, kick only. Yeah. Kick only and don't really fucking it does, matter. You know, yeah. you can have zero. You can have six volt <laughs> and kick, and then you can have 180 cold crank yeah. amps because it's not. It ain't cold cranking. It ain't cold cranking. What makes the turtle top trans act like there's a neutral between each gear? It's that damn shifter plate in the top, usually. It's getting hung up, and it ain't fully shifting. It's not moving your gears. Because basically when you're getting a neutral... You're in none gear, zero gear. Yeah. So the gears aren't engaging. 
So something isn't moving fully to allow the dogs and the gears to engage so it'll shift fucking gears. So is turtle top the same thing as a calpie transmission? Correct, yeah. Are those four speeds or are they all five speeds? They're fours. Okay. They were all fours. The five speed they completely Oh, so it's completely different. They thing. change yes, yeah, totally. Okay. Like even the early five speeds, like Lori's got on her FXR, it's a different it's it's closer to I don't know. I haven't even it's closer to the four speed, like the ratchet top almost. Mm-hmm. It's like a hybrid. How is it closer? Because it's still got a fucking drum. Yeah. They went back to a drum. Which is a better Yeah, the shift anyway. drum makes more sense. Mm-hmm. That fucking shift plate mm-hmm. that they put in the turtle tops is, is all of the issue. Like that thing worked fine in iron heads when it was turned 90 degrees and they ran it vertical, but then they changed it and ran it horizontal in the turtle top. And that's where all the issues came from. Hmm. Just mount it 90 degrees. Well, you can't. <laughs> no. Otherwise, they would have fucking done that. <laughs> I like this question. How many scoops of coffee do you typically use? Per cup? Yeah. What do we do, two? I do. Or we do two I, cups for one I scoop. do, yeah. One scoop for every two cups. What do you do, Trip? I mean, here's the problem. A scoop is not a specific measurement. Table but the, I assume he's talking about those those coffee scoops. Yeah. Like, like little so mine ones. is smaller than those. Oh. And, I, and I go one to one. So you do? Oh, well, because it's smaller. Yeah. Yeah. So you're probably doing the same it's ratio. It's probably we're two to one. That's if I measure, though. Sometimes I just be dumping that motherfucker. Oh, that's usually what Corey. I do. I usually just dump it into. I know, but we already kind of have the. Like, yeah, I got the we ratios. Make the same. You make the same eight cups or whatever the fuck it is every morning. So it's like you know two thirds of the way up that filter. Yeah. Coffee is so important, and I feel like I like I know how to make my coffee taste good every time. So I just follow my. What little... do you think we're doing? We're making, I ain't making good no coffee. junk coffee. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean. I mean, once does a baker measure everything once they're a good baker? No. Yeah. No. He said no. Yeah. No, they no, don't. No, because they do it by feel. And look, I've been making coffee my whole damn life. And I know what tastes good. I mean, I be- I've had your coffee. It does taste good. Thank you. I- I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I-, I personally like to ensure that my coffee is going to taste good every time. All right. Mm. Well, we did get a new coffee maker. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we got a, a Bodum. But it's oh. not like yours. It's okay. the cheap one. It was 30 bucks. But before we bought the new one, after that podcast, mm-hmm. I went and I took the old one apart yeah. to fix it. And what was, I did. What was going on with it? Uh, there was just some gunk stuck in the bottom. But in the process of fixing it. She broke it. Broke I it. broke it. Yeah. Because it's made of cheap ass parts. Yeah. And that's why people just throw them away. That's why the thrift stores are full of cheap broken the next maker. uh like not long after that i was at fan thrift and counted five coffee makers yep and i was like man they could have come here and gone to fan thrift they'd, they'd be drinking coffee right now but were they cheap like sunbeam like mr <laughs> coffee uh there was a couple there that there were some nice ones though too because it, because there's in some quiz my, and arts yeah so in my pickiness of trying to used reused and like gently used 
and not contributing to the landfills. Yeah. I'm also picky about brand and quality. <laughs> Both ways, Trip. No, I hear you. I'm, I'm right there with you, especially with coffee. It's got to be good. Is it possible to have custom sprockets made for drums, like a 49 or 48 tooth? That is an excellent question. Ooh. Oh, like on the rear? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Probably. How are they, are they pressed on? <laughs> That's how is it even know. on there? I don't know. Now hmm. that I think about it, I think I was assumed it was one piece. But I think it might just, isn't. or it's riveted. Did they rivet? They didn't rivet them on. I don't know. I have to look. I'm at trying yours. to think. Yeah, I've never looked at it close enough. I think it is just part of the fucking drum. Let's see. But any Google it to answer that question. Anything can be made. Like that's how the world works. We made all this shit. So yeah. somebody can make it somewhere. Let's yeah, see. That would be an intense thing to make. Hell yeah. Yeah, it would be intense. All right. So this one looks like. Is this probably like, they probably had a press, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. just kind of punched it. And then it was yeah, done. no, they're they're riveted. Well, there's some kind of rivets in there. So yeah, you might be able to do it. It would. Uh, Find an old gray beard who knows how to do stuff. Find a guy with a plasma cutter. Find a new gray beard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think someone's got to make it. You know, that was one of my things was why I just changed my the sprocket size on the transmission. What is I your was, rear? What size is it? I, don't, I never rear. counted it because I was like, I'm just going to change it's smaller though than like a stock or what a i don't know what's normal ratio like 51 to something 24 i don't know yeah i have no idea but if it's riveted on then you should be able to pop those rivets yeah because you were probably able to replace the just the sprocket right it's you know like back in the day so you drill out the rivets and then so just cutting a new sprocket to fit. Yeah, you would have to have a new sprocket cut. I suppose you could take one if it was the same inner diameter or rather like cut one to be able to press it and rivet it. I don't know. We'll get a lathe and let you know. You need a mill to do that. We'll get a mill and let you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I would like to know. You could, it could probably be done. It's got to be done. Someone's done it. Plasma cutter. It'd be too jagged. It needs to be clean. You, you got to clean it up. <laughs> with a mill. <laughs> yeah, with yeah. a mill. <laughs> uh, 81 lowrider engine is wrinkle black. I need to replace the inner and outer primary covers. Should I do black or chrome? What's the rest of the bike? He just said that it was wrinkle black. What? I thought he said the bottom was wrinkled black. Yeah, Talking about the engine. Yeah. Right. Well, the tins and all the things. You got a lot of chrome going on already or no? Uh, I see or... where you're going. I'm just saying, like, you don't want chrome if you got black everywhere else, but if you got, like, a nice balance. Or you could do both. Do a black inner with a chrome outer. Easy. Done. <laughs> Next. <laughs> do you have a chrome guy? I don't, and I may need one. Yeah, our Chrome guy closed it. But there's there, but there is, are other Chrome there guys. There are other Chrome guys, yeah. Um it's not fucking cheap. 
Chrome is not cheap. Is it? No. Isn't Chrome in something just like a big old bathtub? Yeah. And you got <laughs> like some electrical plates at two yes. ends and you pour Chrome dust in the water. You put the thing in there and flip a switch. It's so e- Make it sound so easy, Trip. Right. Mm-hmm. Why did that guy go out of business? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's it, right? It's electroplating. Yes. Yeah. But you do a couple of layers. It's not just chromium. It's nickel and copper. And, and then chromium. Chromium. Is it? Plus you got to polish it. And what's the old, the old school is the copper. Now yeah. they just do nickel and chromium. Well, yeah, if you could, right? yeah, show, show chrome is just the two. Nickel. And Hard chrome. chrome is all three. Copper, nickel, chromium. And that always is going to look better and it's going to be stronger. And you can also just stop with the nickel and then it looks like kind of yellowy. Yeah. Nickel plated. Yeah. Yeah. Nickel plate looks kind of cool too. But or it's not as, the copper. it's not as shiny. Yeah. I'm like. Copper would be awesome. Yeah, copper does look good. If you had like copper plated exhaust or something, mm-hmm. it'd be awesome. Y'all are ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculously cool. Ridiculous. Original. Um, whatever. Y'all know nothing. Let's see. Dual disc versus single disc, or like you like them, no discs. <laughs> <laughs> I've been riding these dual discs and. It's nice. It's nice to have front brakes. It's nice to be able to stop. Dual disc will stop you better than single disc will stop you better than no disc. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I kind of think that if you're going to have front brake, you might as well have dual. Because the single kind of gets a tendency to pull you towards that direction. Yeah. Especially if you grab a handful of it. Uh, my I've never experienced that. My wide glide used to do it. And maybe it was just because it was the wider front end. I don't know. But if I grabbed a handful of front brake, sometimes that bitch would. I think that with the setup, you just got to make it look clean. Because I think that there's a lot of dual discs out there that just look like there's just too much shit going on on the front end. It gets cluttered real fast. Well, it depends on what look you're going for. Well, that's what I'm saying. Some guys like that cluttered look. How about this, though? Put all that bullshit on there. Front drum. I like a, like a like a hub drum, like a hamburger, whatever you call it. Those little mini drums? Yeah. I think that looks good. My only problem with that is like, if you're going to have a break, it should work. Like, I wonder how well those actually uh, yeah. stop the bike. <clears throat> Probably not too Probably well. Probably not very well. But I mean, it, it's still, it's better than a rear break. Yeah. Now, your front break is all your stopping power. So if you got it, at least got a drum break up front, it's something, you know. Now those little chopper stoppers that they make where it's like super small i don't know if you've ever seen those Mm -hmm. those those i've heard don't stop you for shit it's basically like it'll hold you on a hill yeah (laughs) but it ain't gonna stop you you know so yeah i had something the the beamer had the front drum and it was awesome because like there's zero maintenance to it except for replacing the cable every once in a while yeah you didn't have to adjust it Mm-mm. Never. He said, "Oh, I never adjusted." No, it just worked. <laughs> <laughs> adjust it. Can y'all have a welding class? <laughs> That's a nice sigh, Lori. <laughs> Man. Man. That is such a hard thing. I feel like we've probably talked about it before because I know I've thought about it before. 
you can't just cover how to weld in two hours. No. And, three hours. Yeah. Four hours. That's I mean, like, there's, there's people, people go that go to school, school for like a year and a half to learn how to weld. And they're not very good at it, even sometimes. Well, and they're also trying to get certifications, which is different, but. Welding just is practice. Like, it, if you want to learn how to weld, buy a welding. So that's what I was going to say is like, well, yeah. do you believe in like the hierarchy of welding? It's like, you got to start with MIG. Make no. really dirty, ugly welds. No, mm-hmm. I think you got to start with the understanding of what the fuck you're doing. First. I think I think because I started with Mig, I bought a Mig, mm-hmm. and I tried it once without gas gas because I was impatient and I wanted to play with it, and it was awful. Yeah, and then I got get I got to because I think it was like on the weekend or something, so I couldn't get a tank or something. I don't even remember what the situation was, but. So then I got the gas and then I started fucking around and mm-hmm. it was, it was a lot nicer. And, but, and then I bought a TIG, but I had a basic understanding of like what the fuck was going on, I think yeah. because of MIG, but I don't think that that's important because TIG is still, and it's, it's a it's completely different. It really is. It's a totally different yeah. ball game. So it's like, it's like, <clears throat> With MIG, you can learn like what good penetration looks like, what bad penetration looks like, what's a good weld versus. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even with TIG, like it's still a little different. Yeah. You know, like you can get those basic concepts down. Like you're trying to get penetrate fully into the metal. Okay. That's a huge thing. Right. So I would just figure out which one you want to do and then purchase it. Yeah. <laughs> And, and then practice. and then start practicing and go to weldingtipsandtricks.com man that dude is unreal with uh and there's so there's so much free knowledge out there there really is oh, like yeah. and videos that you can watch and yeah those guys are way better than you and yeah their welds are going to look way better than yours but you're learning so that's, that's why the- they're making fucking videos yeah. to show you how to do it <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah um but yeah, I feel like rather than wasting money on a, a three-hour class that we could teach you, like save up that money and go buy a used welding machine and practice. And get to it. Get to it. <clears throat> For real. Speaking of free stuff, uh, all my ground school is free online and I can just watch videos and learn how to pass the ground school test for flying. So. Oh. Ground school is like the the head smarts part of it. Yes. Yeah. The the like book learning. Yeah. So any of y'all that are trying to learn how to fly, you can go to the ground school thing that's called fly8ma.com. Oh. Somebody once said that coming down was the hardest thing when you're learning oh, to fly. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> That's good. <clears throat> Who is that? TP. T- <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I fuck with that. Yeah. I fuck with that. <laughs> Corey, is a swing arm chop a real chop? No, that defeats the purpose of calling it chopped. Nice. Is a muscle chop an oxymoron? Why do you guys do this to me? <laughs> Uh, I like that you appreciate or that you 
value our opinion though i do <laughs> i do because you know i do but like also like some, you ask for questions they're just yeah, asking no, you questions. i know i know what what's a muscle chop i don't know i don't know how that's an oxymoron i think he's probably just, referring like to like chops the thing that everyone's doing like with the tough. the t-bars and dual disc front ends but like in a rigid frame and oh okay yeah like tough guy yeah that's cool but he's asking if it's oxymoron. I was like, I don't know. I mean, you can build up any motor <coughs> if that's what you're trying to do. You remember when uh, you could tell people you were in a punk band and they would go like, cool. And then like all of a sudden, everyone got like 20 years old. And then people were like, well, what kind of punk is it? Yeah. <laughs> is it a 77s punk? <laughs> yeah. Is it street punk? Is, is it, it pop crust punk? punk? Is it pop punk? Folk punk? And then, like, skate punk. So, so this happened to to us when we hit the road for the first time. We're like, we don't know what that means. I know what pop punk is because of no effects, and that's it. But see, I would argue that's skate punk. See, there you go. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it, this feels very similar to me. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay though. Don't box me in, man. Yeah. Don't. Is it a bar hopper or is it a bobber? <laughs> is it a bobber? Is it a bar hopper? Do we have any other questions? Is it a bobber? Babe, come on. What? Do have just, any other questions? I'm just looking for a bar hopper. I'm just looking for a bar hopper, man. I just want to. I just want a bobber. I just want a bob harper. <laughs> no, I think that's about it think that covered it let's see yeah we're good well we do have a sponsor tonight uh our sponsor for this evening is power bottoms custom crank and case repair just google power bottoms you'll find it yeah <laughs> there's some really good videos <laughs> about all their work that they do out in the world <laughs> I like it. All right. Um, so we have some events coming up. We have uh, November 30th. We're doing a little swap and shop at, at the shop. Uh, <laughs> 608 Commerce Road in Richmond. Um, bring some stuff to swap and shop other people's swap. And we're going to do uh, holiday hogs and dogs. <laughs> I didn't realize I rhyme everything. <laughs> Fuck my life. She thinks she's a goddamn rapper. Sick. Um, yeah, so uh, bring your dog or your motorcycle. Or your hog. Or your shop or your swap. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we'll set up a cool little backdrop and you can get holiday photos taken. Um, a small $10 donation for those photos and you'll get digital uh, prints to post all over the internet and that $10 will go to supporting RACC, Richmond Area Care and Control, and all the little pups and cats that they save. So you can have out some dogs. Yeah. And some is, hogs. Is that a kill shelter? Uh, I, don't I don't think they are. Think that they are. They're a non-kill shelter? Yeah. Non-kill shelter. I don't think they are, which means they need space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which means they gotta get they need some pups space. to good homes. Um, 
Also, if you've gotten your dogs from RACC, bring them out so they can get their holiday photos taken. And uh, we can see how happy they are. (laughs) 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 No, they're not. (laughs) They're miserable. What else have we got going on? Um, Well, that's about it. We got a cool new tool today. Got a new toy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got a new toy. It's a, what do they call it? This is, is made by Snap-on. It's a hydro blast cabinet. Yeah. It's basically a pressure washer in a cabinet. So like sandblast. Yes. But water. Yes. Yeah. So basically, so when you, so it was like one of the hardest things about sandblasting is getting all the fucking glass out of the engine when Mm -hmm. you're done. Like you got to get it all out because it'll wreck. Yeah. It'll ruin your day. So then you put it in there and just blast the shit out of it Mm. and it gets everything super nice. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, it's basically hot water, and it's got a yeah, it's got a heater in it, so it heats up the water, and then there's like this chemical that is for cleaning aluminum and cast iron. So now, what's like your scoops of chemical to water ratio? We what was did, it? Uh, Nine hundred and sixty cc's. Okay. Yeah, you didn't just eyeball it. No, we measured. <laughs> hey, it was our first run. You got to measure for a couple runs before you know what you're doing, Trent. And I think that was you right. Can't just can't just go with the guy bought it. The guy bought it from me. He was like, I think it's like 16 scoops, but I don't know. And then we looked at the ratio on the bucket. It gives you a ratio. And I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck that means. So we're just like, well, this scoop's 60. He said 16. We're going to go with that. So we just did the math. Cool. Yeah. But it, it's pretty badass. I like yeah. It. So with our um, building up the machine shop, that'll be a nice tool to have. And Corey got some. Uh, Stones, so you can. No, stones haven't come yet. Oh fuck! They'll probably be here tomorrow. All right, Corey well, ain't got no stones. Nope. <laughs> Still working on getting stones in there, but um, we can hone things. So. Yeah. So send us your motors. Yeah, motors and cylinders, and yes, we can do not Harley bike cylinders. For those of you who are wondering. Yeah, I don't really want to try to do anything bigger than a twin. Right. But if you got something bigger than a twin, you can send it. I can get it done. We'll get you squared away. It don't matter. Yeah. But yeah, I if think. If you need it done, we can get it done. That's for sure. I mean, you've done plenty of things down at uh, Zebo shop that you're just taking that skill set and bringing it to our shop and using your own tools to do so. Correct. Yeah. So Like a fucking ninja. We can, yeah. we can do everything. Like yeah, and you've got um, Vince's transmission back together, and you're super stoked on it. It's not back together yet. Okay. <laughs> Waiting on parts. Well, no stones, no transmission. Yeah, you no, got the no countershaft. No shims. You got the countershaft in, <laughs> and, and the you're main, happy about And the main drive. Gear. And the main drive. Gear. It's going to be tight. It's going to be right. I'm looking forward to it. Right. So uh, send us your transmissions. We'll rebuild them. Too. Feel good about it. It's wintertime. You guys got shit. Get you your know, four speeds right. Like we, were ta- like we were talking about last week with the, the bushing. Actually was able to compare a old fucked up worn out bushing to a brand new crispy bushing. Mm-hmm. Substantially different. Out. Yeah. Substantially different. Like the way those those grooves get all they get all worn down. It's like, yeah. Yeah, this transmission was leaking. Like you could tell. So Yeah. So like your theory is working out right now. Well, I don't know, because I didn't see it run. Oh, okay. But that bushing was done. 
<laughs> you know, when you compare them side by side, you can well, see really how. Either way, it needed to be replaced. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So as you guys are taking your bikes apart this wintertime, because that's all you're doing, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you got anything else to do. Right. Uh, you can send us whatever things you need to get cleaned up. You know? You can ship us the shit. Yeah. You can mail us your Just heads. Get in touch. Mail us your cylinders. We'll order all the parts. Don't send me a bunch of new parts. Because then I'm going to have to break your heart and call you and be like, look, these aren't going to work because. <laughs> so just send us your fucked up shit. I'll tell you what you need. There you go. All right. Uh, anything else for tonight? Um, We have a song. Is it Power Bottoms? Yeah. <laughs> the Power Bottoms. Power Bottoms. bottoms. <laughs> it's not... <laughs> <laughs> that was good though they bring out the best in you <laughs> it's a teenage cinnabite uh a song called forced evolution Corey, you found these guys mm-hmm. sounds crazy this is Just about like to bum everybody searching out. on the internet oh it's no it's weird music and I, I think it's cool though yeah from richmond yeah all right it's gonna bum everybody out cool so y'all can feel free to hit stop Oh, one more thing. <laughs> Trevor hasn't heard this story yet. So our buddy Ed stopped by the shop the other day, and he was like, man. Oh, God. <laughs> y'all was fucked up on them past episodes. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, y'all sound crazy. And he's like, y'all were high as shit or something. And I was like, well, and I couldn't figure out what the fuck he was talking oh about. Oh, my gosh. And I was like. So we get to talking, and I'm like, let me see your phone. <laughs> and he had been playing all the episodes at half speed. <laughs> and he sounds, was like, he was like, God damn it, man. It sounds insane. He's like, it took me. He listened to that for three episodes. They were long. <laughs> That's so good. So, I love but, that story. Yeah, he thought it was something you had done. <laughs> like you had done it in post-production or something. Oh, yeah. So I was like, man, that would be a funny trick to do. <laughs> like release episode at the wrong speed. Yeah. But yes, if you guys are bored, you can go back and listen to all the episodes at half speed. Or you can but listen to But we can do it at like just off like 1.15. Just so it's a little Where fast. everyone's like, what? Something's off here. <laughs> <laughs> or you can, you can listen to them at a time and a half. Yep. You know, and then be, mo- be way more productive. I listen to the bible on tape <laughs> yeah at either either 1.5 or 2 yeah cuz you already know it well you know cuz there's a lot of filler i'm trying to cook through a lot of this i saw something on the internet the other day where somebody had taken who's reading that by the way had taken hmm? blue oyster cult uh don't fear the reaper and slowed it down 800% <laughs> it's like an hour long and it doesn't even sound like a you song. You can't hear anything, right? Yeah. yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's insane. I was like, boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's some like generic British guy. Yeah. I was going to say, is that a British dude? Uh, there's a really good radio lab about sound. And there's a guy that has all these tapes. And he's listened to them so many times and has them has put them together into loops. And then as slowly over time, they were like disintegrating. Mm-hmm. So the loops will start to, I think the radio lab is called loops. Yep. It's a really good one though. Oh, I heard that one. Mm-hmm. That is a good one. Yeah. You've heard that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of beautiful. 
too, the way that the tape disintegrates over time. Yeah. All right. On that note, let's listen to this music, and you guys have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Come on. <laughs>